Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. Oh, he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum, chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find him. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true. star hip hop. world star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll sue. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, Internet, and welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. This is the drinking Halifax comedy podcast that tends to get personal. I usually have my friends, various guests, and comedians on, and we shoot the shit about life while having a drink. I'm constantly trying to figure out a way to describe intoxicated on these intros because I do feel like the drinking aspect is only a small percentage of what the podcast really is. Truly, this is a comedy podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah. This week's guest is actually somebody that I've been trying to get on the podcast for a while. It finally happened. I'm very excited for you guys to hear this one. This week, I have Chris Halef on the show, who is a friend of mine that I met through comedy, obviously. Chris actually did one of the comedy live streams a while back. He was awesome enough to come on and hang out with us crazy people doing a McDonald's mukbang. So now it's his turn to get on the mic for a solo episode. And oh my gosh, this is a really good episode. This is very classic intoxicated. We talked a lot about dating, about how we're both people who kind of aren't really feeling motivated to date these days. We really got into that, which is great because I am at a point right now where I am trying to date or I'm at least trying to make the effort to. Um, I'm trying to try, essentially. Um, so it was really good to shoot the shit with Chris about dating. We are at similar stages in life where we are quite busy. So it's interesting how you manage at all. There was a lot of stuff covered in this episode, but also a lot of comedy talk, which is fantastic. Chris has been doing comedy for, I believe, just over a year or around the year point, but he is what I would call a hustler. He is always going to mics. He's always working on his material. Um, he has a lot of good insight into comedy, um, which was very interesting. I think you guys will enjoy that. This was fantastic. Chris is great, and hopefully he will be back again. So please do follow him. You can find him on Instagram at Chris Halef. That is just Chris Halef, H-A-L-E-F. I will link below to his social media. Stay up to date and go check him out at a show if you can. If you are a New Brunswick listener, um, Chris will be at Hell's Basement in Moncton on Saturday, July 20th. That's a 9 p.m. start time. 
This is a show with seven comedians, and it is $7 to see this show. So packed lineup, uh, and it's a great venue, apparently. I've never been, but I've only heard amazing things about Hell's Basement. So please check out that show if you are in New Brunswick or the Moncton area. I seriously hope to get up there at some point to see a show there. And of course, don't forget to follow Intoxicated on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Intoxicated Podcast, on Twitter at in underscore toxicated. Do make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. If you love the show, an iTunes rating or review is always greatly appreciated. You can also email your questions, feedback, and comments to intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. We have a Patreon as well. Uh, it is patreon.com backslash intoxicated. You have access to bi-weekly bonus episodes, or at least we try to make them bi-weekly. Um, I do the occasional audio diary on there, and you can also get early access to episodes. So there's different tiers for different levels. Check that out if you're interested and a fan of the show. It's a great way to support Intoxicated. I know I have a lot of things I want to do with this, uh, and money is very tight. So anything you can give is greatly appreciated. And of course, comedy is a focus of this podcast. So do check out local live comedy. I'm going to give a plug to the Halifax Yuck Yucks. That's yuckyucks.com backslash Halifax. Check that out for a check that out for show information and to reserve your tickets. I know that two pals of mine are going to be there next weekend. That's the weekend of the 25th to the 27th. And that is Dan Hendrickson headlining and Andrew Vaughn middling. So that would be an amazing show. And those are pals of mine. So highly recommend checking out Yuck Yucks that weekend. But anyways, guys, I'm going to shut up. There's construction going on. I know it's going to fuck up this intro. So I'm going to get to this episode with the awesome Chris Haleff. Thinking like kind of Big Brother style, like I don't want to do twenty four hours. Like the, ex- the extreme part of me would love to say that I could probably try twenty four hours because I've done twelve and I've done fifteen. Yeah, already twelve and fifteen—that's insane in itself. But twenty four hours, and you and you guys drink throughout, right? I so. I pace myself. Right. Um, well, I have to. The 15 hour, I did not pace myself with the 12 hour one because I did not know what I was doing. I got, and I got way too drunk for that one. Right. The 15 hour one, <laughs> I started with a Caesar and I sipped it for two hours. Okay. And I had a drink like every hour ish. Okay. That you can kind of, yeah, I get that. And there were some breaks. There were some definite breaks. So okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm to a point where I'm like, I, I want people to be entertained, but I also don't want to die. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> you don't want to be. Yeah, you got to have a little bit of self-respect for your own living situation. Yeah. Don't want to die. I have I have determined that. So if I did do if I did do 24 hours, yep. I would need to get guest people to come in and take over. Well, yeah, you you did you definitely have to plan it out in advance to make sure people are like Okay, you good to come this day? Good, because I'm yeah. going to need you at this time to come take over for me so I don't die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, and you the thing is, to. is that shit happens. And um, if if I book a comedian and they get a gig opportunity, yep. I don't expect them to turn down that gig opportunity. For sure. If their hair breaks or if they <laughs> yeah. get sick or, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many, like, factors that could, like, make people bail, yep. which is why, like, I think if I did another marathon, I would confirm, like, maybe five firm guests. Right. And then have drop-ins. Yes. Have it be just like, hey guys, I'm doing this thing all day. Swing by literally whenever. Yeah. Whenever you want. Yeah. And if it's 24 hours, that can be literally at any time. 24 hours is so fucking nuts though, dude. I can What time would you start though? Well, I mean, I guess it wouldn't really matter when I would start. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> 
I guess so. But like, it'd be interesting to see because, like, you know, it'd be twenty four hours. So, like, on a Saturday, probably on a Saturday. So, pick a time. Nine a.m. Nine a.m. So you're going from nine a.m. to nine a.m. the following day. day. That's fucking insanity. Insane. And there would definitely be okay. Like, here's the thing: there would be. I know oh, we're recording this. I love jumping just right into it. Um, before, yeah, I'm about to drink that beer that uh, Dan gave you there. This so. was from like. I don't even know when Dan... It might have been for Dan and Travis's episode that they did back in the uh, winter. Yes. It is old, and it has been in my fridge for a long time. I don't know if... I don't, I don't know if beer expires, but if it does... Yeah. I don't think it does. I don't, I don't know. Does Maybe it taste like beer? Well, yeah, it definitely <laughs> tastes like beer. It's not that good. <laughs> mm. um, not your... Well, again, I don't know... I really don't know shit about beer. Oh, me either. I don't. Like, I'm not one of these craft beer snobs, and I'm not, like, honestly, you know what kind of beer I like? And I don't give a, yeah. Corona? Or like that type, like kind of like. Yeah, I like a generic kind of beer. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, honestly, like some of the best times in my life have been drinking Keith's or even Bush or something like that. I don't give, I don't care. Like, I remember one time there was. (laughs) Right, generic beer, ding. There's this guy (laughs) who we used to hang out with who we used to work with and he's a big ass craft beer snob and I remember one time we were at this bar and uh, he ordered some kind of fucking craft beer and I ordered a Keith's Red and then he put his hand on my first of all this guy wears like a flat cap and he's just like you know he's 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 a nothing person yeah like, yeah he's, he's just a piece of shit and he puts his hand on my shoulder <laughs> and he goes when you're done with your lady beer let me show you some real oh. beer or something like that and then I looked at what he was drinking it was some kind of like blueberry watermelon stout or some shit mm-hmm. like that it's like Really? Yeah. Okay. Fucking lady beer, right there. There's a lot beers. It's there's a lot of choices. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying, like, you yeah, know, it annoyed me. Like, don't judge. Don't me judge for what someone I on what they drink. I, I like Coronas. I like Coronas with with it. some lemon or lime. Like, yeah. I love that. And um, thank you for coming in the afternoon, Chris. Because yes. it is like two thirty in the afternoon. It is. Um, and I did not have. A lot of beer in my fridge, so you got the orphaned. Well, that's Dan fu- Hendrickson beer. Well, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't even drink that much. This one beer will suffice, and uh, and we're in beautiful uh, Istanbul right now. We, yes, we are. Yeah, I like that. It is. It, it is beautiful. It is gorgeous. I can't go back. <laughs> I like the blue. Mm. Like I like. I like, and that's why I I have Greece as my background because that's the, is that Santorini. That is Santorini, and that yep. is my number one travel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my travel list. My brother and his go. wife went there on their honeymoon, and they said it was just amazing. Oh, oh like I, I love like the tropics too, like yep. you know Mexico and all that. But there's mm-hmm. something about Greece that I find is just yeah serene and romantic. And well, the Mediterranean beautiful. in general is like because Istanbul is kind of like you know it borders the Mediterranean as well. It's that area is gorgeous, like you so know gorgeous. Greece, Lebanon, and and. Um, and uh, that part of Turkey, just beautiful. There's uh, Anatolia, which is another place that I went to when I was much younger. I almost drowned there as a kid. Oh, my God. And, yeah, that was, that was stupid. I, I, we went and stayed at this uh, resort uh, when I was a child. 
and they had this giant ass pool and i don't know why but like i started like standing at the edge of like you know the uh, the pool like you know yeah. there's the water right there and i'm standing at the edge and i would jump in backwards just feet first like this like as a kid and then at one point i jumped in backwards i didn't go far enough and my chin hit like the ledge and, oh! and it knocked me out cold knocked me out cold and i started like i was in the water and they were like where the hell's chris and then my cousin who was only like a few years older than me i might have been like four and he came in he was like seven save me like it was like seven year old saving my Holy life. Holy yeah. crap! It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I was bleeding profusely. I still have a scar there to this day, but you can't see it because I got the, the beard. You got the beard going. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I should introduce you before we get right to right. I've been doing this lately, where I've been recording mid convo. Yes. Yeah, cool. And just like getting people right into it. It's I more natural it. that way. That's I the like way to it. do it. Yeah. yeah, I agree, guys. I'm so excited to be here with Chris Halef. Hey. I said it right, right? Halef. Yeah, you said it right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Every time I say it, I feel like I might have maybe said it no, wrong. No, 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 no. Halef is very... Halef, Halef is pretty close. Uh, like I said last time, I think you guys at the live stream, it's it's hilarious to me that Andrew Vaughn did not know that I was Turkish. <laughs> but somehow, and I mean this, he pronounced my name accurately and better than anybody else, else in the scene all the time. What like, other pronunciations do you normally hear people well, say? Well, growing up, it's so strange because now that I'm older, people are actually getting it right. But as a kid, nobody got it right. So mm. Halif was one. Halif. Halif was another one. He left. I he used left. to box uh, amateurly and uh, oh. my brother did as well. And my brother one time, he has the same last name as me, obviously, he got introduced as uh, Kenny Halifax. <laughs> You know, like, because they saw, they saw Halef, and then they saw, like, you know, he's from Halifax, and like, I'm not even going to try that name, Kenny Halifax. (sighs) And yeah, I mean, like, but these days, uh, it's funny, like, uh, before we even started, like, the friend I was telling you about, uh, you know. uh, Oh, yes. He, uh, he, he's known me for 20, like, I'm 29 now, so 24 years now, Mm -hmm. and has never pronounced my name right. And he always calls me by last name. He never says Chris. He goes, Halif. I'm just like, that's not, but like, he knows he's doing it wrong at okay, this point. Okay, so it's just a, a gag yeah, at this it, point? I don't even know if Maybe? it's a gag. I just think he's just, he's so, he just doesn't want to change the way he says it. And I'm fine with it because I love the guy. So it's just like, you know what? I'll let you say it incorrectly, but everybody else, get your shit together. It reminds me of, I have a lot of close friends who are married mm-hmm. and just, uh, do you know that there's like some people who you, when you say their name, you have to say their last name? How so? I don't know. There's just some personalities like like there's some ah. personality types that Scott McLean, I guess, would be one. OK, I guess a lot that, of times yeah. I say Scott McLean and yeah. I don't I don't just say Scott. Maybe it's because it's more generic and maybe saying their last name. I don't know. I don't I know, think what I, know what you, I think, you know, I think I know what you mean. I remember when I went to school in Toronto, there was a guy in my class and uh, he had the coolest name. It was Franco D'Souza. And we would. That's badass. Like, it's badass. And literally, like, nobody ever called him Franco, Frank, or De- it was Franco D'Souza. Because it was such a cool. Yeah. You wanted to say it. You're, it sounds he, natural. Yeah. And he was such a nice guy. He's such, like, he's such a great guy. He never told us to say that. It was just like, no, nah, we're just going to start doing this now. Right. Because it's a pretty badass name. So I get what you mean. Yeah. You just say, yeah. you, like, identify them by saying their full name all the time. Mm-hmm. So when my friends would get married, I would still call them by their, like, maiden names. I get Even that. though they changed their names, like, Did they're they- still. Like Heather Blank, like like I I I just call her and I refuse to call her by her married name, but I don't know if it bugs them or not. Yeah, well, I mean that was gonna be my question right there. I wonder like how that. 
Yeah, but how does that feel, though, to have your name changed to somebody else's? I don't like, even know. Because, like, it would be so weird to me. Like, your whole life, or most of your life. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I guess, depending much, on how young you get married, I guess. I guess Most so. of your life, your, your last name. Well, like, people that we would know. Like, the, my friends, the longest anybody's been married at this point has been, like, two or three years or something mm. like that. So most of your life is this. It's this name. And then all of a sudden, you got to take a different name. And it's just like, it's how so do you bizarre. feel? Like, how do you feel about it? And how long before you're comfortable with it where you're not always just like, hi, my name is Sarah. But, oh, I mean, like, yeah. You know I, mean? I don't think I would. I like I. Well, my views on marriage have changed quite a bit. I used to be very Nicholas Sparks, like when I get married right away kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, things have changed drastically. <laughs> <laughs> well, things it, have gotten dark. <laughs> seven years single. Um, but uh, it's uh, like, I don't know if I'd want to change my name. I don't know. There's something about it. I might hyphenate. Do you not ever foresee yourself seeing... uh, Wow. Do you not think that you'll ever get married? Or, like, do you want to get married still? I mean, I I do... uh, It's so tricky. I do. I I think deep down I do. Yeah. I just... It's kind of like having kids where I don't want to fall in love with the idea of it because it might not happen. Because things are pretty bleak right now. So, (laughs) I'm 32. So, it's... it's, You're not not that old, dude. It's not that old. It's... Okay, so... Well, one thing I did want to bring up was the subject of dating. Yes. Because we are both... Like, you are 29, I'm 32. We're both in the same kind of age range. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, It's it's weird. I went on a date a couple days ago. um, And it's weird when the subject of dating comes up on a date because... Then it then becomes kind Just of Just to like, stop you right there, was this the per like because I saw one of your stories off to disappoint somebody. Was yes, this- was, yes. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I just wanted to double check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she put it up she put up an Instagram story and literally all it was was like I think you on the bus or something like that and just off to disappoint somebody just enthusiastically. Yeah. I was well, like, she's going on a date. I I I dates make me insanely nervous. Just really? insanely nervous. I don't know. They're kind of like job interviews. Yeah, I get that. And I find that since doing the podcast, it's very easy for me to have a good conversation with almost anyone. Right. Um so dating's tough for me because I'm like, okay, cool. Like I have good conversations all the time with mm-hmm. just anyone, people, friends, girlfriends, right. guy friends, anyone. People, sometimes people I don't know. And you must get this too with radio and journalism. Yep. Like, you you know how to carry a combo. Mm-hmm. So for me, it becomes, then becomes like, well, what makes it romantic? Or what makes it chemistry? Okay. And I can never really figure that out. And also, I'm a little always too scared of just being too much energy and too much right personality at people too much too much you off the top i get that that's too much me off the top yeah that's that's what it is that's a pretty common thing like you know i used to be more like that where i would reserve myself right off the and i would Mm. i would literally like i have this bit about me being a liar and all that stuff and and that like (laughs) that's true to a certain extent because i would lie to them about who i am i would literally be like they would say like you know i like uh I like Luke Bryan or some shit, like some country artist. I'm like, oh, I've, I've heard some of his stuff. I liked it. I was like, I've never liked any okay, of his shit. I don't that's... like country music. Like, But like that was back then. And eventually, like, you know, I just started to, like, I, I'm not as driven dating-wise as I used to be. Like, you know, oh, anytime God, I've no. gone on a date recently, and I, and I go on a lot of dates. Oh, do you? Yeah. Like, how many is a lot? Like, <sighs> uh, do you go on one a week? 
No, no, not not. I used to. It used to be like that. But like yeah. you know, uh, this year, like I've definitely like you know, I've gone on quite. A, I don't even know. Like you know, I've been on quite a few dates this year. Right. And every single time, uh, the the woman was the aggressor in the sense that they're the ones who basically had to. Like Make drag me out of the house, like come on, like you know, let's let's go do something, and I'd be okay. like, okay, sure. Like back then, I would be the person, be like, hey, let's let's, what are you doing? Like let's, you would be the plan maker. I'd be like the plan maker, like, and now I'm just like, look, if you want to like meet up for a drink, uh, catch me at the right time, and I'll I'll say yes. Like right, well, I won't say that out loud because you like, got other things going on. Yeah, I mean, it's not even that. Like I'm just like I'm busy all the time. Like you know, I got work all day, and then like I do like. Uh, like next week I got like six sets and like mm-hmm. I, I, I'd like to do stand up like almost every night if I could. Yeah. And uh, and then when I don't have that, I like to spend time with my family or spend time with my friends. I'm not really into the idea of, of incorporating new people in my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We are so the same yeah. except replace stand up comedy with podcasting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, but it's tricky. Because, well, I think it. it you raise a point of this age and the person who has a full-time job but does things on the side like yeah. a side hustle yeah. i i mean i don't want to say that comedy is your side hustle i think it is your hustle yep but you're working full-time as well yes so you're incorporating all you have a lot of moving parts going on yes and yes. you want to be a human you want to get your errands done yep. you want to you want to see friends yeah. and then and then all of a sudden it's like this dating thing and for me i just i never really date so i'm trying to make it a priority to put myself out there more now and yeah. actually go on Tinder dates for sure as nerve wracking as they are. I'm just really picky with who I go on dates with it. I really need to see like no red flags in the combo. Mm. Um, and girls are very quick to pick up on red flags. Yes, they are. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Sometimes unwarranted, like maybe unwarrantedly, yeah. but, um, Oh yeah, I, yeah. Like there's a lot of times where like it's a guy or a girl might stop talking to a certain person because they said something, but like they totally misread the situation and yes, they probably should have gone out with that person because who knows they may have been the one, you know? Yeah. And that's just it. Like they probably weren't, but you know. well, I mean, that's just it. And it's tricky and also just like talking to multiple people on an app is a lot of time and it is tough you gotta make sure oh, you yeah. check it like maybe you know breakfast lunch dinner is my rule yeah. kind of like check them in the morning check your messages at noon check I'm, them at night I'm the worst at that where like I could be talking to one person like one person on like uh, Tinder or Hinge or whatever and I can't keep up with the conversation like at all like they'll say something and then like I will wait hours I'll, say, <laughs> I'll look at the message and I'll be like alright I'll respond back a few hours from now and then I never do oh no yeah. it's so easy to though do you think that it's because it's in the app like do you think if you move to text or messenger no I'm the, I'm the be... same with text I'm, oh, really? I'm, okay. I'm a horrible text so you're like this with everybody not I'm just like this Tinder with everybody I don't like I don't like messaging people I don't like like if you if you see me in person like when i'm on it i'm really like uh like i hate to say this but i'm 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 pretty decent at being on a date like, i am I, too that's the thing yeah. yeah like if i'm on a date like we're, we're we're having a drink or something like that i i like you know i'm a good conversationalist and i like to like you know i'm pretty i'm a journalist too so i'm pretty good at asking questions, questions. to get the ball rolling and then uh-huh. get them talking about themselves like the the yeah. amount of times I've gotten, uh, you know, certain women to admit certain things. Not nothing, <laughs> like nothing, yes. nothing crazy. But like about like there was this one. I won't name any names, but there was this one person who I went on a date with. This is a while back, way back, and uh, she was in the industry, the journalism industry, and uh, she was like, uh, she knew she worked at a certain news outlet in the city, and there was a person 
who worked with her, who I've heard rumors about in terms of their personality and what kind of person they're like, like they're like awful people or something, Uh but they're like, they're rude and whatever. And so I asked her, I was like, so what's, uh, what's so-and-so like? And she goes, oh, I can't, I can't. Like, I, like, I, I like it, but I'm not gonna, I'm like, okay, cool. A couple of drinks later, like, you know, and then I asked her the same question. So what's so-and-so like? And she goes, she is a psycho bitch. And then completely got See? it open Cause up. Because yeah. you got, made her comfortable because you oh, yeah. got the conver- combo pretty, going. Yeah, yeah. That's what you just, you get them on your rhythm and then they get you on their rhythm. Like, you know, like you, yeah. you guys are just like, like, cause I'm, I'm pretty open on dates too. Like I'll I tell too. them, I'll tell them. Like, if they ask me a question, chances are I will tell you about it. Like, you know, yeah. I'm not like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. So when they see me kind of be open, then they're like, oh, I'll be open as well. Exactly. Yeah, which is great. I like that. I, love I that. like that a lot, too. And, like, yeah. this date I went on was really nice. It lasted three hours. Yeah. And we talked nice. about such, like, kind of deep shit. Death. <laughs> the end of the world, mental illness. Like, uh, we talked about our mental illnesses. Wh- now, where did How, you? Like, that is a, that's that is wow. A big one. That well, I mean, that's that's. I think it's more common these days. But the fact that you were able to actually speak to somebody about that is uh, is a good sign in the sense that okay, this yeah, is pro- like you're not scaring the person away with this conversation. You can kind of pick not. up on when somebody's uncomfortable with that conversation. I can, and like, I, and, and was I think, he not? Well, I mean, it it didn't seem that way. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I just misread. Sometimes I. I overthink. I'm an overthinker. Yeah, yeah. I walk away from it going, oh, well, maybe he was just being nice or, or like, maybe it really was too much. Because my thing is, is, like, I will never go, and I know that some people have a tendency to do this, like introverts do. I'm a big extrovert. Mm-hmm. But he admitted to being an introvert. And mm-hmm. he was, and multiple times in the conversation, he would be like, oh, man, I'm oversharing. And I was just like, dude, you are talking to a woman who has 121 <laughs> episodes on the internet about her life. Yeah. There is no such thing as oversharing with yeah. me. I mean, I mean, maybe certain things. Right. Leave some mystery for a little bit. But yeah, yeah, that that's a big thing, too. Sometimes like uh, they're like in the past, like I would like open up and tell them some of my best secrets, if that makes any sense. Like yeah. some of like the more interesting points in my life. And then by the time we went on a second date, I had nothing. It was right? just like, I believe op- some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the thing. Like, I think we were talking about work and he asked me like how I got to be where I am. And I like gave a, what felt like a five to eight minute, really long winded, like Sparks Notes version of my life, just being like, oh, so I graduated from X, and then like I was in a relationship, and then I came to help, mm-hmm. and I kind of spit it out my resume. Yep. And then he goes, I hate to cut you off, but I really gotta pee. And I was yeah. just like, oh fuck me! Like yeah. I just I went too, I went a little too. Yeah. You gotta be cognizant. Too much. <laughs> you gotta be cognizant of some. Uh, one thing I am, I am super aware of is if I'm on a date with somebody, how much I'm speaking yeah. at one time. Like, if I'm, like, speaking for more than a minute, two minutes or something, I'm like, wrap this shit up and let them speak. Or ask I actually a question. do agree with that. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like when you're making a sale. If you yeah. if you ever do sales, like, yep. you need to make sure that that yeah, ratio is equal. Yeah, 100%. And, and plus, like, my... I, I love genuinely hearing about people. Even if, like, the date... Uh, most of the times I go on dates, they go well. Like you know, like we end up leaving, and everybody's like, "Oh, like you know, that was fun, whatever." Uh, and I may not, like, I may not pursue it, but like, doesn't mean I didn't have a good time. Yeah, it just no, means 100%. that that's that's more on me than it is them in the sense that like I'm just, I don't want to say non-committal. It's just that I'm not like I'm in the moment where I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll go on a date with you. Oh yeah, that was fun. And then the next day I'll be like. 
well, now I got to get back to my life and like, you know, yeah. get some shit done. No, I feel that. Yeah. It's, it's, because how long have you been single? Uh, I mean, technically, I mean, again, like, I'm telling you right now, the longest relationship I've ever had, four months. Okay. So, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know, but that's but like, how but, many four month relationships have you had? Well, just one. Okay. And then, like, uh, that was probably what, like, I want to say 2015, 2016. So, like, okay. Been long enough. And then, like, you know, I've, I've been on a lot of, t- and then, like, you know, there's been, like, there's been people that I would see who are friends. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Micro relationships, I call them. They're kind not, of like that. They're not boyfriend girlfriend relationships, yeah. but they're situations. Y- yeah, kind of like that. Like, yes. I, there's like a definitely like I can think of like two in particular who I'm still really good yeah. friends with. Like, uh, one I keep more in touch with than the other, but two who I uh, who I used to hook up with. Um, and they knew that I didn't want, because I'm very upfront with that stuff. I'm always That's just like, good. I'm very much like, look, if you're looking for something serious, I'm not your guy. Like, not now, like, or whatever. And then there's been times <laughs> where, like, I'll say that, and then, uh, you know, someone will be like, oh, yeah, totally. But in their head, like, because it kind of comes know. out later, they're like... We'll see about that. Like, That's a you woman just, thing. You just haven't met me yet. And then they get yeah. shocked and surprised when I'm actually like <laughs> sticking to my word. Like I may lie a lot, but that's the one thing I'm going to tell the truth about. <laughs> you tell the truth about lying. Oh, yeah, I tell you. But going back to the lying thing, because you yeah. mentioned the lie. I put that on an... What you're doing, and you're not creating backstories about your life that aren't oh, true. Oh God, no! You are simply no, no, no. being agreeable when yeah. it might not be authentic. Yeah, and sometimes, I don't put that on the same yeah. tier as like a full blown yeah. lie. Sometimes, like you know, there's been times on dates where like I'll go out with somebody and they'll say something that I don't agree with, and I know if I let them know that I don't agree with it, it's going to start this whole thing. It'll be over. Well, not even that. Like or I don't care if it's over. I just sometimes I and I tell this. Uh, to my friends and 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 I've said this to other you know comics in the city and stuff like that like I'm not a dramatic person like if there's any hint of a conflict I'm very good at just being like okay I'm, I'm not I'm not even gonna put up with that shit like you know I'm just like I'm just here to have a silly goose time that's yes all it is. and so ding, like ding and so not a fighter well I technically I'm too I've been boxing and doing MMA physical fighter but not a yeah, yeah, yeah. conversation not yeah 100 no <laughs> oh my god like when I see people like getting beefs or conflicts like in any forum i'm just yeah. like why like unless like if you're not in high school anymore if you if you're 19 or older you need to stop that yeah yeah that's yeah, fair. yeah like grow, I get that. grow up like yeah. you know but like again no one to hold them no one to fold them exactly and plus i don't know maybe there is like legitimate conflicts between certain people so like you know whatever but i just i don't like it so like if somebody on a date says something that i don't agree with and there's been plenty of times where like you know i'll be on a date with somebody who might be uh like a a hardcore feminist let's say and i and i support feminism and like you know women of course but sometimes they'll say something that's a little too outlandish like where it's just like uh they'll demonize like you know certain groups of people and like you know they'll paint like they they like to paint with broad strokes or something like that. Yeah. I won't say anything even though I disagree with it just because I I don't want to have that like conversation. Right. I like to bring it back around to let's talk about animals or some shit like that. Let's talk about something silly. Yeah. You know, I don't want to talk about politics or social issues with anybody. I'm not like I that. think because maybe you've only like your longest term one <clears throat> was 4 months. Yeah. Maybe if you were to date someone more long term, mm-hmm. th- I think it's more important down the road to Talk about those things when it comes to 
um, values yes. about life. Like, do you want kids? Do you want to get married? These, yep. I think that these are important things that people shouldn't really wait on. Yeah. And not necessarily fight about it, but like bring them up and just be like, okay, well, that's kind of a big thing and I don't agree. So this is done. Yeah. <laughs> like it's very Something adult. like that. that. That's a very big thing. Yeah. Like if somebody wants kids and you don't, like you might want to cut that shit off. Yeah. If you are very anti-kid. Yeah. Like I have friends in my life that have had vasectomies. Yeah. And they bring it up date one or two. Like, they bring it up right away. Because what's the point? Of course. I mean, you have to let them know. Especially if, like, the person that you're going out with is, um, excuse me, is, like, uh, is is in it for a long-term relationship. Like, you know, if especially, like, on a lot of these dating apps now, uh, people will say that, like, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. And, like, you know, there's some, right. like, check boxes that people, like, they're, they don't know what they want. They're looking for something casual. But if you see somebody who's looking for a real thing... Yeah, bring that shit up. Like, you know, right. if you can't have kids, who knows? Maybe they do. So, like, you know, it's, say it's, it. Get it out of the way. Yeah. But even on the subject of, like, like what you want. Yes. That That's an interesting subject because mm-hmm. even just going on this one date and, like, trying to arrange more dates, I'm just like, holy fuck. Yeah. I used to think that I wanted just, like, a standard boyfriend. You mm-hmm. know, your run-of-the-mill boyfriend. Now I'm like, you know, a part-time boyfriend might be better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like man. where whoever and I, by that I just mean whoever I date, quote unquote, or uh, whoever wants to see me long term needs to get that like holy fuck, like I got other shit going on. Of course, and you will not be my priority right away. Yeah, and and then they may feel the same way. They may feel the same way in terms of uh, like you may want to set up a second date sooner rather than later, and they're like like look, I got I got a life here. Like you yeah, know, like I I got I got a. I got to focus on my shit too. Like, you know, I'll be able to go out on a second date when I, and you don't want to burn that bridge just because they're not able to go out or something like that. Uh So so you want to, do you want to see this person again? I mean, I would. Okay. Like I said, it's just so tricky for me to, to know what chemistry is. Cause I've had so many times where I've thought I've had chemistry with somebody and it's just like, no, there's nothing there. Sorry. Well, sometimes like one, and it's just, it's, I, and so now as a defense mechanism, I assume that there's nothing. Right. Well, sometimes one date is not enough. Sometimes you got to go. It. Yeah, you can go out on a few. Like, I think it's kind of like when you're trying out a bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like good, if, yeah. if you do like a bit three times and it falls flat three times, maybe go back, retool it and like pocket retool it for later it. or something like that. Do something different. Like yep. do a date that like, you know, no. we sat at a hotel bar for three hours. Mm-hmm. So maybe we go on a walk. Yeah. Maybe we go oh. for coffee, go for go for a meal. That's yep. another thing. Like I refuse to eat on yeah. early dates with people. Yeah, you definitely don't <laughs> want somebody to don't want somebody to see your eating habits. Like, because I'm just yeah. a very like when I eat, it's like the end of the world. I'm a McClellan. We were raised to eat fast yeah. and just swallow things whole. <laughs> Phrasing there, but yes. <laughs> Phrasing. Mm. But I also have IBS, so that's another reason why I don't like eating, yeah. with, eating with guys. Yeah, definitely don't want... Definitely don't, <laughs> don't Has that been a problem, like, you know, on a date? Um, not, not so much on a date, but honestly, like, I'm kind of the opposite of you. I haven't gone on a lot of dates. This would have been number... So I've all in my seven years of singledom, mm-hmm. in terms of going on dates with people, it's been five people. Really? Only five. Interesting. And is that like, that's totally like you're, you're had, picky or? Well, I had one bad Tinder date that just uh, turned me off from it for like yeah. a year or two. Yeah. And then I had two really good ones. Oh, wait a second here. Is it is it five or four? Um, It might be four actually. And then I had a couple really good ones that just ended up being friends. Okay. 
Um, one guy who I actually <laughs> Is this a comic? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm apparently not allowed to date comics. So <laughs> that's what I've been told through comics. <laughs> I think I can guess who told you that. Well, it's just funny because people think I'm in the scene and I'm like, no, I'm adjacent. I'm not I'm not a comedian. You're, I'm adjacent. You're you're definitely in the scene in the sense that like I mean, kinda like like a talk show host would be in the scene. You know what I mean? That's like fair. there's some talk show hosts who aren't stand up comics, but they're like, you know, they, they're somehow associated they're with friends with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They... You're, you're definitely part of the scene. You may not do stand up, but your podcast is, is definitely, it focuses on a lot of like, you know, the Halifax comedy, comedy scene, scene, which is great. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I think, I think more people uh, should know about it. I, I think. Oh, thank you, Chris. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Well, I was talking about the Halifax comedy scene, not your show. But both. <laughs> they should know well, about I mean, both. <laughs> yeah, I guess both. But I'm, I'm kidding. Well, I mean, the comedy scene, I think, should. I, I mean, I want it to grow. I want more people. Yeah. I want more Definitely. women doing comedy. Yes. In yes. the city. Well, they just did that. Uh, you were there. I was there. I threw my That's, bra. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's awesome. Like, I think that was uh, who's, whoever's idea was that uh, either. I don't know if it was Matt or Dave's or whoever it was, but like that's a great idea. And then I was talking to Brittany Campbell at High Life uh, on Thursday, and she said like you know they have the idea of like hey, why don't we take it around the other mics as well, yes. which is a brilliant idea. Like that, that's awesome. Like, yes. you know, let pe- I think that um, I think that some people here still have a misconception. Like, and when I say some people, I mean like the general Halifax population have a misconception about comedy where it's like. It's mostly men and stuff like that, but yeah. we've got some funny, funny fucking women. That was in a this full scene. lineup on that yeah. night. Yeah. Full lineup. It was yeah. like a solid hour and a half show, yeah. even longer. I think. Yeah. Slightly longer. And Catherine was hosting, right? Catherine hosted. Yeah. I, I have. When something's branded a ladies' night, a percentage of me wants to cringe about it. Yeah. Because I, I, I'd like it to get to a point <clears> where. It's just more common to see a more equal gender of course, ratio of course. at any night. But I think, but that said, yeah. I think that doing more ladies' nights is going to get more women out doing it yeah. and increasing confidence so that they can one day 100%. just be on regular mics at all times. Like, I, that show was so good. I mean, I threw my bra, so obviously it was <laughs> so good. It was so cool to see yep. women that I've seen before, and like, and I know that they're talented and they're funny, but maybe the confidence isn't quite there. Yep. But see them on that stage yeah. with other women, mm-hmm. and they were na- they were naturally more confident. Yeah, I mean, like there you was know, a more confident tone. Like in terms of newer women stand ups in the scene, Emma Mater comes to so mind. So good, she's great. She's uh, so good. I love. I Shout love out Emma. to Emma. Shout out to Emma. You know, she's a lesbian. In case you didn't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she lets you know up front. No, I love Emma, and like Emma, and then uh, uh, Vicky Welch, who just Vicky started, Welch. which is awesome. Like you know. She uh, she just started up and like you know I think that's great like to see you know I I, I hope newer people because I know when Emma's on the show she's like she's another one who hustles where she's on a lot of mics like you know yeah and um, a lot of times it's like her and like maybe a couple other women on the show, like her Brittany her or, or, or Frost or Frost or yeah. something like that and it's just like okay 
uh, and then the, the rest of it is just like you know people like me and Devon <laughs> and like you know just like you know the the scum of the earth. <laughs> no, you're not scum. Not not Andrew. Not Andrew. I love Andrew. Me me in particular. Yes. Another really cool thing that I noticed with that night though mm-hmm. was like a lot of male comedians mm-hmm. came out to see it, and I was like, that I was gonna is... come, but I literally I was in Upper Tantal, and I was like, I, I can't drive. It warmed now. my heart. It truly yep. did. It made me feel really good. Yep. And I listen, like I got jokes in my phone, so <laughs> maybe one day you'll see me up there. But yeah. like it's shows like that that make what has stopped make you me want me want to do it what well, well what has stopped you so far from getting up legitimately there? not knowing if they're funny or not yeah but that's from it. a from no but like from a joke structure yeah, yeah. perspective yeah. and like is this just funny to me because i lived it yeah or is this funny to other people and i don't want to like take my comedian friends aside and be like can i try these jokes out on you because i know that yeah, i know that's but you know what that. like literally when we <laughs> any of us try out new shit any of us, we don't know. Sometimes we might write something and we think it's going to be hilarious. We're like, oh, fuck, I got something. Like, this is this is going to work. And then it falls flat, flat three times straight. And you're like, I guess not. And then you'll write something where you're like, I, I don't, like, I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't think it's that funny, but who knows? And that'll, like, get a big <gasps> laugh. And you're like, thing. so you don't know what's going to be funny until, like, I think Gary Gullman, like, he's putting out all these tips on his Twitter, and I fucking love them. Like, you know, mm. he's putting out really great tips, and he's like, you know, I think he said something about, like, you know, 20% of the writing is, like, on paper, and then 80% of it is on stage. You got to take it to stage, yeah. see if it's funny, know where the laughs are, know where the laughs aren't, and then kind of restructure from there. And when you're new and you're, like, doing an open mic, nobody's looking at you and thinking, like, oh, this better be fucking funny. Like, you're given... You're yeah. Given you know? And actually, you make a good point, because there's a lot of really encouraging environments here, mm-hmm. and I, I see Oasis as that. I see yep. Gus's Pub as that. Yep. Um, I would be terrified to do Beerleys as a first-time set. I don't know why. I think I just I think it's, like, better for, so. for maybe, like, second, third. I don't know. Like, first time, I don't think I'd want to... I think in because my... it, it's more... There's more of a crowd. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not even that. I th- In my opinion, I think Beerleys is probably and i was talking to he fang show about this as well and he's a it's a touring company he's yes he hitchhikes around doesn't he yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's, a, he's a beast and he he was traveling around and like i've always thought this but he kind of like verified it for me where he was just like he said like barely's like legitimately is one of the toughest mics i've done in the country right it's a very it's a tough room it is a very tough one where it's it, just the way it's kind of set up there's people there but the way it's kind of set up and then you got some assholes playing pool yep. or some shit like that background noise yeah but it'd it, probably be easy to be distracted but it's a great room in the sense that like we need a room like that and plus like you know uh, fucking Catherine's a great host so She's she makes fantastic. it she makes yeah. it uh easier for the comics and i mean like it's it's a tough room but like uh you need to do rooms like that yeah. if you're going to continue to do this or whatever. Like, you don't want to keep doing the ones that are like, uh, you're you're comfortable. I'm comfortable with the Oasis, so I'm not going to do anything else. Fuck that. Right. Do all no, of them. If you, you make a good point. You yeah, make a very good point. Yeah. Another great room that started up is uh, Fickle Frog. Yeah. Which is like, that is honestly, like, and I was thinking about it on the way in here. I was like, that is one of the better rooms in the city so far. Like, yeah. Chanel's done a great job I with it. I need to go sometime, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's great. And uh, just the way it's kind of set up, it's... You know, there's just people like there's always like a decent crowd of people, and we're we're so close to them. I love that about it. It's a great room. You want to hear something heartwarming? Go right ahead. That's where the idea for Intoxicated started. Was that mm. Fickle Frog? How did it start? Um, because me and my uh, group of friends do <clears throat> trivia every Tuesday at Rock Bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, it for uh, many years was a tradition to just 
after trivia, go to Fickle Frog for karaoke and drink. Yep. Um, so every Tuesday for like two or three years straight, that's what we would do. And that was, it was November of, oh, I can't do the math, but right. some year, <laughs> over two years ago, okay. um, that I came up with the concept there. And just literally was like, mm, it'd be fun to do a podcast where yeah. you like to have heart to hearts with friends yeah. over drinking. Yeah. And literally the first time I said the words out loud was at the booth by the bathrooms. <laughs> okay, yes. At Pickle Frog. So that's, that's where, where, great, that's where great ideas are usually generated. <laughs> at the booth near the bathrooms at Fickle Frog at least in it was Halifax. In the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> While puking or like something. Like puking. Oh, I got it. Eureka. No, that's great. I mean, yeah. like, and I love, like, I mean, you got the video. I think the video element's awesome here. I love it know? too. Yeah. It's great. People can see the ridiculousness. The ridiculousness. But we, like, this is, we're, we're in a stumble. Like, you know, we flew out here. What's the weather like there? Uh, it's usually pretty nice. I mean, uh, during this time of year it's gorgeous it's yeah. hot um yeah and then like other times of year it's you know it's cooler or whatever but it's been a long time since i've gone i can't go back why can't you go back well, i'm a journalist and like i'm I'm also one of those people where like i'm a journalist so like my uncle tried going there recently he lives in germany right now and they kept him 12 hours in um customs or something like that there Jesus. and then sent him back because i whatever occupation he had they didn't want him in there what why i'm not sure well, i mean it's just certain uh, I mean, occupations like so well, journalists is one well i mean that jamal khashoggi situation where that uh that saudi journalist got killed oh, at yeah. the uh but um Fuck. no i mean erdogan who is uh you know the president of turkey is, is he's a dictator he's 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 held on to his post for quite some time now and he's not gonna let it he's one of those guys where uh there's no fixed terms he will just hold on to that that post until Basically, somebody tries to take. They tried a military coup a couple years back, and it didn't work. Really? Yeah. He's he's a pure dictator, and oh, uh, you know, my family. I still have some family that live there, and they say living under his rule is awful. He's a horrible person. He's oh, a horrible God. person. That's I would love to go back. I would love to go back as a tourist. Like you know, yes. but I can't because like you know, if they because they like, ask your occupation. Yeah, if like if I'm a reporter or something like that, they're definitely going to look at me. I don't even want to entertain the idea of like you know. Like, even if it's just to send me back to Canada, I don't want to do that. It'd be a waste of time. Fair. So, definitely that's don't want to do that. That's very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But let's get to know Chris more. Yeah. So, you grew up where, like, where did you grow up? I grew up here, well, I grew up in Bedford, Nova Scotia. I went to Charles B. Allen High School. Uh, go Cheetahs. <laughs> Cheetahs! <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck. I, <laughs> I don't have any school pride whatsoever. In any of, I've gone to St. Mary's. I've gone to CPA. I went to Humber College. No school pride. I, like anybody who still wears like, you know, a smew or like a, a dowel sweater and you've been out of school for years. Go fuck yourself. Oh, I do agree. I'm the yeah. same. I'm like, oh, it was a fun experience, but. Mm. But I grew up. I grew yeah. up in Bedford, uh, born 1990. I guess I'm going to get into my stats. <laughs> born 1990, February 15th, day after Valentine's Day. Ooh. Yeah. I, uh, two brothers, one younger, one older. Uh, and then. My parents, obviously, like I, I had a good life growing up. I had a good life, but like I also grew up in a Middle Eastern family in the sense that, like, from Turkey, um, my parents, amazing people, like great people. I was spanked growing up. Mm. I always thought that was weird, and I like I don't understand why people were spanked. Like I was gonna make a joke about spanking, and yeah. how that's why I like it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think is that a real thing? It's gotta be a real thing. You got spanked as a child. It must have an impact on you. But, like, why would it have the... It's interesting, because, like, why would it have 
the uh, it, it was a negative experience as a kid, mm-hmm. and now it's something you like. So, well, like, what happens there? I don't know. Like, it, it's kind of like when women call you daddy. And yeah, then, like, that's you know, they, weird, and I don't like that. Yeah, oh yeah, and I would never do that. Yeah, <laughs> I had one. Okay, there was one time where me and uh, one of my best friends, uh, shout out Mark, uh, one of my best friends, we were out. Well, he was out with uh, with a friend of ours, and he uh, he goes, um, "Hey, Chris, like, uh, like I'm with what's her face. Uh, can you come down because we're gonna go like you know meet her and her <laughs> friend." I'm just like. I don't want to do it. He's like, please, man, can you can you come down? Just help me out. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll come and help you out. And then I go, and then uh, we're all together, like the four of us, and like you know we're drinking and stuff like that. And then we go back to the friend's place, and uh, they smoke pot. I don't smoke pot, and they smoke pot. And my friend Mark, he's not good at smoking pot. Like he gets very paranoid and fucked up. Like he doesn't. Yeah. And then uh, the girl that he liked ended up passing out. And then Mark went to ho- go have a smoke outside. And while friend was passed out, Mark it was smoking outside. Uh, uh, the friend's friend, the girl that I was supposed to kind of like, you know, wingman or whatever. Uh, she looks at me and she's like, you want to go cuddle in my room? I was like, I know what that means. And I was like, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. And so we went and we went. And by the way, I, w- I was I was drunk. And uh, so we, we do what we did. And uh, I don't really remember much of it, to be honest with you, until the next day, me and Mark leave and Mark, he goes, I asked him, like, so like anything happened? He's like, no, she was passed out and I couldn't sleep, which is fucking horrible because I could hear you guys throughout the night. And he, I was just like, what? And he goes, dude, I must have counted at least 60 times. She called you daddy throughout the entire oh, fucking no, thing. Oh, my God. And I was just like, what? And he goes, yeah. I was just like, I don't remember So you were really drunk. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, uh, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes if I'm... have sex with somebody like i i i don't remember the details if that makes any sense something like another side of you takes over a bit and it's almost like an out-of-body experience yeah yeah kind of like in a weird way yeah i get that yeah yeah. kind of like in the sense that like you know i wasn't that drunk where i couldn't remember but like when uh you're in the moment like you know planes could be crashing you know like i don't care like you know just keep (laughs) fucking going ahead and so, like, yeah, we left, and and to this day, he still brings that up. It's funny. So, like, you know, wow, yeah, yeah, that. And it, in in hindsight, like, I was like, if if I was aware yeah. of that happening, like now, I'd be like, that's fucking weird. The only time I've ever said it was not to the person, but maybe talking to a girlfriend, being like, oh, and I usually go, zaddy. He's a zaddy. Like, I'll say it like that, and I won't say yep. daddy. It weirds me out. And by the way, I just want to say, like, the the, the woman who said those things, um, great person. Like, you know, I have nothing bad to say about it. She was awesome. No, yeah. Like, you know, and I and I, every now and again, we still message and all that stuff. She's cool as shit. I just want to, just in case this gets out there. Oh, no, 100%. And it, it's just, yeah, it, it's more common than we think, though. Girls who say that during... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it needs to you, stop. You'd be, you'd be shocked. Yeah, oh no, I, I, well, now I'm not, and it needs to stop. <laughs> like, if you, if you, if you ever like think about like saying "daddy" during sex, stop and don't. Stop and, and think. about Don't your even choices. think. Just don't do. Don't even think about your choices. Just don't do it. Because you just don't you do wouldn't it. Wouldn't hear a guy saying "mommy." What? Maybe, maybe in porns you'd hear it. Yeah, like that stepmom porn. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Which I gotta admit, I think is. Kind of hot sometimes. Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes like, I'll dip my toe into that. Yeah, every now and again. But it's like it's just another <laughs> form of like literally, it's the worst acting too. It's like sun. And then, 
Like they walk in, like they're wearing the most scantily clad shit like no mom would ever wear. And then the son is like jacked as shit and like older than she is. And it's just like, son, have you done your homework? He's like, oh, no, mom. Or it's and like then, the the daughter, like the the stepmother and daughter oh, yeah. porn. Yeah. Um, and they're very much so almost the same age. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, very, very obvious. It's like. Stacy, have you cleaned up your room? No, Mom. Well, I guess I'm going to have to punish you by going down, down on, on you. Let's get the fuck out of here. Like, sometimes, like, that shit will take... And it is so... Like, this has been said a million times. Like, I mean, that shit will take me out of it where I'm just like, this is just... I remember one time I watched this porn where there was, like, three um three uh older, like, I guess you call them MILFs or whatever. Um, yeah. And then it was one guy... And literally, like, before they could even start up, like, you know, the sex scene, they had to improv. Like, I, uh, I think that's a lot of, like, you know, porn yeesh. where they literally have to, it's like, you just improvise, like, before you get into the sex. And I remember one was just, like, uh, like the guy was wearing these, like, you know, cool Jordans or something. She's like, oh, man, those shoes, they look so nice when, um, the shoes. Like, that was literally <laughs> all she said. And I was just like, done. I was like, I'm out. Like, I'm no longer listening to this you, shit. Is storyline and build up a uh, important thing in your mind when watching stuff like that? Because yeah. I need a little bit of it. I need a little bit of it. I like. But it I usually when, end up skipping forward a bit. And I, I, uh, by the way, I don't really watch that much. Oh, really? No, not oh, really. No, no, no. I try not to. Um, Actually, ding, ding. Yeah. Commendable for that because yeah. it, it does... Ah, uh, give guys certain expectations. The there, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> that's the correct word. Also, like, I mean, like, uh, you know, sometimes I just, I, I literally can't get out of my own head in the sense it's like I just don't buy it. Like, you know, that yeah. would never happen. But like, if I do watch it, it's like I do like a little bit. I like it when it's a realistic buildup where it's just like, oh, it's two friends sitting on a couch. Yeah, and then like it's just like, oh, all of a sudden it's just like, hey, blah, blah. yeah, and then it's like, okay, like you know, kind of more amatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, yeah. okay, I could totally picture that happening. Yes, but it's like if I'm watching like people in school, or like a, or like you know, a car breaks down and and you got to blow the repairman or something. Like I, that's never. I'm never gonna repair somebody's car, and there's no way like that would ever happen. Anyways. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it's it's just fascinating how like how different people watch porn. Because some people like to watch things that are so clearly not their life because they're sick of their life. Yeah, so yeah. they like to watch things that like would not normally happen to them true i guess but i'm not like that i like to like, I, like it's to, the same way with my stand-up like if i do something like in my mm. act it's very much me centric like it can yeah. it can only be about me or like sometimes i'll do something silly and stupid like about like a thought that i had about fluffers or some shit like that but like other than that like right it's, it's all about me so like it's the same way if i watch like a porn which i don't do that often but yeah. like if i do it's gonna be like what what applies to me what applies to i don't you? need to escape from my life because i like my life that's good mm -hmm. that's good to hear yeah how did you so you grew up in bedford mm -hmm. what um and you have a journalism background we were yes. just talking before this that <laughs> i i i at one point in my life wanted to get into it too yeah. but when i think about it back i'm like ah, i just wanted to be a match music vj <laughs> and at the time i was like yeah like <laughs> strombo like or something like that i used yes! to, i used to be an accountant Oh really? Yeah, was that yeah. your first like? Yeah, I I job? so I graduated from St. Mary's in 2012 with a Bachelor of Commerce and a major in accounting, and then I started working as an accountant for a couple of years and made good money, but hated 
every yeah. minute of it. And yeah. I always say this. I wish I started stand up earlier. Like, you know, just just so I like because I'm 29 now. I started last year. But like, I wish I started earlier. And realistically, the perfect time to have started stand up would have been when I was 22, 23, because around that time was when I met my one of my best friends, Lisa, who had done open mics and stuff. Like oh, that. Okay. She was done stand up. And mm. it was like the first person I ever met who did stand up. And then we went to a show, her, myself and a girl I was seeing at the time. We went to a show at Yuck Yucks and uh, he wasn't on the show, but Dan Henrikin was there. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And this was maybe his because this was like 2013. This might have been around the time he started. Oh, wow. And I met him and like, you know, we didn't really like, you know, it was just like, oh, hey, like because Lisa knew him and then introduced me. He was like, oh, hey, man, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. And that was really it. And I've seen him a couple times after that and all that stuff. But two people. I met who did stand up and I remember I used like after that I was like oh fuck if they can do it like maybe I can do it too and I used to take down notes when I was like supposed to do somebody's taxes and I would take down notes of things I thought were funny and then just life got in the way and I never got around to doing it until I was 28 because I because eventually I quit being an accountant Uh and then I went and moved to Toronto and went to Humber College for radio and journalism oh so that's where you did it oh okay that's where I went which uh, yeah, I did it there and uh, then came back. And, and uh, I like it, but it still doesn't completely satisfy me. Mm. You know, like I still do journalism. I'm good at what I do. I've, I've won a few awards at this point, which is yeah. awesome. And, that, and that's not everything. And I've, I've, I've done some great stories and I'm a good reporter and all that stuff. And But it doesn't fill I think it's just the same with like every aspect of my life with women too. Like I don't get satisfied. Like, like if I accomplish something... I oh there's always like fuck like but I should have done this I should do more like I think who was it somebody said it might have been Canon uh shout out Canon hey Canon I tried to get Canon on the podcast and yeah, then he moved away I, so I randomly <laughs> yeah fuck. in Toronto I miss that guy but uh, I think it might have been him he said uh, it was a I don't know he meant it as a compliment but I took it as a compliment where he was like uh, he said something to the extent of like I react the same way when I get off stage uh, like when I have a good set or a bad set. Like, if I had a, a good set, I will react the exact same way getting off stage as I would when I had a bad set because I walk off stage every time, like, I would walk off stage and be like, <sighs> somebody would be like, you can't even be like, good job. And I'd be like, oh, I fucked up. And like, I'm the, like, cause I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get satisfied that easily. Actually, and it kind of sucks. This has come up before. I forget who it was. It might have been Travis. I think <clears throat> I might have talked about it with Travis, but Travis is also someone I feel like who, um, uh, he can kill. Yes, but he can. He still finds things that he can improve on, and that's and, and that's, that that's what makes him great. That's a good skill. I think that's good yeah. because you're going to be constantly aiming to be better. Yeah, and um, geez, Louise, whew, and that's that's what makes me so yeah. nervous. About, like I, I gotta say, like just you know, having gone to to Mike's for almost a solid year now, like. I'm still just so nervous to get up. Well, you're also talking about Travis Lindsay, who's like legitimately one of the best comics in Canada. Not just here, just in Canada in general. So like, and like, you know, he has very high standards for himself and that's what makes him great. Like, it's you know, true. But like when you're an open mic, like I'm I'm still an open mic or whatever. Like, you know, I haven't been doing it long. So it's like, you know, when you're at yeah. this level, like you should be having more fun. But like, you know, I am having fun. But at the same time, I'm also like, I want to get better. I respect the art form that much where I want to get better. And it's also not letting a bad show or a bomb or, like, yeah. you know, what people <laughs> call as bombing. bombing um, yep. Like, that's interesting that he said that you have the same reaction. So it's neutral. It's not. Yeah totally bad or yeah. totally good yeah so even when you if you did bad mm-hmm. you would just keep that level head yep 
and look at it constructively and go, okay, what happened here? Was it the crowd? Yeah. Because... I'll be I try honest, not to. I try a not. lot of times, it's the crowd. Yeah, I, I will say like there's a couple of times where like like you can do like a a bit like that like works, and I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about other people like who are like more experienced in the city, and I won't name any names, but who are like great comics. Yeah, who do like this bit that's like a great bit and it usually works other places, and then they'll do it in front of like a certain crowd, and it doesn't do anything, and you're like, oh, I may. I, that just happens sometimes. Sometimes it's part not, of it. Yeah. Sometimes the crowd's not the most ideal. Like, you know, you can't always blame the crowd. Who knows? Maybe, like, the delivery was off or something like that. But there are times where, like, the crowd can be a little shitty. Like, yeah. you know, High Life Social Club is kind of like that. Like, so they're, they're just too... A lot of times they're stoned out of their minds. And, like, you know, like... Yeah. I think Andrew Albert, like... Actually, this past Thursday was a great show. But Andrew Albert, he was closing it out. And he was saying, like, you know, if you get, like, a... <laughs> That's a stand, yes. That's a yeah. sta- that's a standing ovation. Uh huh. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. that's a tougher. Yeah, because of the weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think <laughs> that it would, you think it would like make them more loose? Oh, like kind of like, oh, we're gonna laugh harder or whatever. But it's like no. And then sometimes like you know you'll see people get laughs on things where you're just like really you laughed at like yeah it's interesting because like, even they'll come off stage even they'll come off stage and they'll be like I don't understand why they laughed at that part like you know, it's just the crowd like stoner comedy or whatever. That's, but that's I love that place. Awesome. I'm there every week. Oh, really? High Life? Okay. I'm there every week. Yeah. I need to go. I have never seen that mic. I've never oh, been. You should have come. But Rick, Rick said anytime I want to go, I can go for free. Oh, Rick's so. the man. Yeah, yeah. He's And this past Thursday was a great show. Like, yeah? That was a fun time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, a lot of times it can be a really, like, you know, tough, like, situation or whatever where it's just like either too stoned or, like, you know. I don't know. Like the, it's it's a lot of the regulars. I'm there every week, so if I go up, I have to do something new each time. Like they see me every week, so that's good though. It is good, but at the same time, sometimes you'll do something and you want to work on it. Yeah, and you're like, and you may have done it in front of them before, and you're like, oh, I got a new tag for this bit, or like I kind of reworked it a little bit, but they'll already like we've seen this before. They kind of like write you off immediately. I was thinking about that idea recently when I saw like here's the thing I go to a lot of comedy shows I know a lot of y'all set lists (laughs) (laughs) like just like just full-blown honesty I do um and sometimes when it feels like a deader room um, I feel like I need to like laugh, but I can't because, and it's not because it's not funny. It's because I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it literally oh, twenty yeah. times already. Oh, yeah. oh, and that's the thing. I like I like a genuine response. That's why sometimes, like when I when I started like a year ago, like some of my friends found out that I started doing it, and they're like, "Oh, can we come?" Like I'm like, "No, I don't want you to come." And they're like, "No, no, no. We'll, we promise we'll laugh." I'm like, "I don't want that." Like I want, yeah. I want like an honest response. If the bit. Or the joke sucks. Let it bomb, so I can like you know know whether or not it works. Like yeah, know. don't fake laugh. Oh, and that's why to don't this day laugh. I still don't invite. Sometimes I'll invite my little brother. I'll invite him to like a good show. Like I'll invite him to like Yucks or something like that, where it's like okay, that's a fun crowd, and like you know yeah, I love bringing him out. But other friends, I'm like nah, you guys can fuck off. Like he's family. I'll let him come anytime he wants. And that's like that's something I always think about about like the idea of doing stand up for the first time. I'm like if I if I ever do it. Not telling the soul. Yeah. Not telling oh, that's anyone. What I did. Not telling anyone. Yeah. And I'm doing it on a mic where it's only promoted a couple oh, yeah. days beforehand. I think. Not doing anyone. I thank God I didn't tell anybody when I first started because, oh boy, <laughs> that was bad. What What made you, what was the, because you said that you were <clears throat> writing down jokes when you were doing accounting. Mm-hmm. So you were thinking about it was on your radar, yep. but you never really did it. Nope. Number one question, what held you back from doing that? Uh, fear. 
Like, you yeah, know, same. Just, yeah, just yeah, like okay. getting up on stage. Like, you mm-hmm. know, everybody has that, like, uh, same when they haven't done it yet. And then you see, like, first-timers get up there and, you know, you see the nervousness and, and like, you know, I've done it enough times to this point where I don't really get nervous anymore. Um, but, like, when I see them, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember, like, how it felt. Like, so I totally... Yeah. I tried to, like, you know put their mind at ease or whatever like hey yeah it doesn't have to be perfect just yeah. know that it doesn't have to be perfect. the fact that you got up and did it yeah oh well see is so, everything so you know? my first time was at oasis oh okay yeah, oasis and i uh britney campbell was hosting at the time and i went there and didn't tell anybody and got didn't up. tell any friends didn't tell any friends okay. my friend lisa came with me because she's done it before i think bring yeah bring one person with yeah, you I yeah yeah i brought That's... her just and by the way i got drunk before <laughs> drunk. drunk not just oh, drank, but you, uh, drunk but you drunk which i never drink oh, and shit. like if i go up on stage now like if you see me with a beer in my hand or even see me like you know like i'll have a coffee that's it like you know yeah i will never pick you up never yeah. drink before i go up but like mm-hmm. i went there and i was so nervous and then there was nobody there there was like really nobody there it was just the comics and maybe one or two people in the crowd and uh like this is not to say anything about the comics but like it was I think they would have agreed that it was just a bad show where like there was nobody there, like nobody was really getting laughs and it was just like, oh, fuck, we're performing for the comics or whatever. And I was going up fifth and I remember that put my mind at ease where I was just like, because I was like, oh, they're not really getting laughs right now because they've all seen their bits before. I didn't realize that at the time. And then I put my mind at ease. So I got up on stage and the nerves were gone and I didn't get a single laugh because what I wrote, I remember what I wrote down was dog shit. Oh, I would never do that shit now. And most of my shit now is dog shit. But like, like at the time, that was even worse. And I remember I got off stage, not to one laugh, but I was so happy that I did it. I was relieved, like, maybe. Like, because well, like finally, I was like, at least I finally got up and did it. And then yeah. I did like one or two more mics that month, and then took like months off because I went to Germany, and then came back and did Freeman's July twenty fifth. Uh, uh, back when Adam Mitchell was hosting it, back when it was a show, and then I just was like, okay, I'm just gonna start doing this as you. much as I can, and like here I am. Now. And and I think something that is important, <clears throat> um, just from being a fly on the wall this whole time and seeing a mixed bag of being friends with a mixed bag of people yep. with various levels of experience, <clears throat> I saw Jack Powers first set, yeah, and that that Jack. kid's funny and he's yep. a sweetheart. I think it's so important not to like. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. yeah. So if you do want to take a little bit of a break yeah. to maybe just like kind of work on the jokes a bit more. I don't know. Like it's what? like like again, you said the fact that you got up and did it. Yeah. You did it the first time is it's kinda of like first time sex. Like just get it over. <laughs> You're not gonna be good right away. Yeah. Well, it was weird, like because I did it and then I did a couple more sets and still did not get a laugh in any of those sets. It took yeah. it's amazing to me when I see certain comics like Emma Mater, we brought her up earlier, and like she was very like very quickly kind of found her th- like I mean it's gonna take years for any comic to find their true voice, but like, you know, it's funny to me to see certain comics where it's like, Oh, you already got like, you know, a couple things that work already. Like kind yeah. work for open mics or whatever. And me, it took me a long time before I had that because I was huh. I was just throwing spaghetti on the wall. I was trying to I was doing things that were not me at all. Really? Like, and were yeah. not me at all. Yeah. And it was like, what the fuck am I doing? And then eventually I started talking about myself more. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, this is at least I'm telling something that's truthful. This is this is who I am. And uh, it started kind of like clicking a little bit. And I'm not saying I'm like 
you know, I'm still an open micer, but like it started getting to a point where I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, and I feel good as an open micer. Well, one thing I, I think about you yeah. is, is that there's a stage presence. Yeah. And there is, you do, you do have a natural confidence up there. A lot of people say that, and, and I like it. I like, I, I appreciate, and thank you, by the way. Yeah. Like, that's really, yeah. like, I like 100%. That. And you're fucking funny. Uh, you are. <laughs> thank you. You're great. I try, I, I, I'm trying, like, I just tell, I, I'm just trying. That's all it is. Like, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not funny all the time, but like when I, like, little by little, I'm just getting, but like, the more I do it, the better I'll be. And that's why, like, I like to do as much sets as possible. Like, this week I'm doing... Yeah. And now I'm doing Moncton next Saturday, which is going to, I don't know when this is. Hell's Basement? Hell's Basement. I want to go. So I, I have been it's seeing, a great place. seeing the promo for the shows yep. and hearing just how awesome They're this space awesome. it is. I really, at some point this summer, I would like to like book a fucking cheap hotel and just go. Yeah. And and like maybe like rent a car. I could even offer drives to anyone going up. Yep. Like, I don't know. Like, it just seems like it seems like it'd be a good fucking place. It's a great place. I went there one time. I opened up for... Uh, J.J. Jones and Frank Gazzaro and Adrian Gabriel. and Love it, her, too. Yeah. And it yeah. sold out. And my first time in like a... Because I've done Yuck Yucks before at the New Talent Showcase, but this was my first time at a club where it was sold out for, right. a, for a pro show or whatever. And I went up, I did 10 minutes, and uh, that... it Like, I, I hate I hate saying it because it makes me feel... Like, it went great. I'll what? just say... <laughs> Don't hate saying that. I hate about, like, when I it, thought you were going to say something even more cocky. Like, no. I'm the best oh, in the world. No, no. But like, I, I got off stage and I was like, oh, because I got off stage and I and I hated how it went. And then like, you know, JJ and all them. And then like, people were like, hey, you did good and all that stuff. And then I started thinking more in hindsight. I was like, oh yeah, that kind of went well. And yeah. I felt good. I felt good. But I don't like saying I did well. I, I always like getting off stage yeah. and like I immediately like to make note of okay where did it go wrong or whatever oh you did this whatever and right. but that was the first time I really did it and I was just like oh that that went really well like you know fantastic how I planned it did my 10 minutes I didn't go over time it was nice and JJ and Frank were super cool to me Adrian obviously I know but like yeah and I'm doing that again next uh Saturday but it's the seven seven show or whatever it's the one where like a bunch of comics from the maritimes come up so i'm curious who else from halifax is going up because uh i would like to carpool that's next saturday (laughs) yeah next saturday fuck it's pride otherwise i would totally go but it's pride weekend pride Pride weekend is my is kind of my christmas yeah um, not to be a straight white girl making pride about her. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I, but I, the I, only re- well, the reason I like it is there's a lot of fun things going on, and I can dress up in crazy costumes. Well, I, I wrote this. I've done this on stage a couple of times, but like speaking of pride, uh, I, maybe you'd be interested in hearing this. <laughs> yes, let's you might have it. heard it already. Who knows? No, that's a fucking weird note. Uh, oh yeah, here it is. So I walk by these two girls at Park Lane Mall. Uh, I actually ran into Travis with, I think, whoever he's seeing right now mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, you know, but this was like, I saw, I ran into him right after. I'll talk about that in a second, which I found, I found it pretty funny. But um, let, let me talk about the Travis thing first. Like, so we were walking, he was walking on one side of the mall and I was walking on the other uh, opposite ways. He was holding hands with his, uh, his lady and uh, I was just walking by myself and I could tell we both saw each other. But we didn't know we were going to say hi. So I could see Travis. Like, <laughs> he saw me, and then he's just kind of, like, like, 
he was kind of like looking down like this and like you know like am i gonna say hi like are we gonna say i don't know and i and i was kind of doing the same thing i was like and then last minute i was just like fuck it hey and then like it was like the most like it was kind of like the most forced like hey buddy hey buddy and then that was it like we just walked by each other but i found it funny because i knew what he was doing and i was doing the same thing so like you know I, those I, walk by oh, moments yeah. can be so awkward sometimes oh, yeah. i loved it though i loved it that's like, it, so it, funny i love travis but that, that was just a funny moment to me but shortly before that so i saw these two friends walking by it was two women one was straight and the other one was a gay woman uh and i knew this because of the conversation and the straight woman said to the gay woman uh i've never been to pride i had to write this down immediately yes. after because I heard it, I was just like, that's fucking weird. Uh, she goes, I've never been to Pride Parade before, and I want to come and support you, which is a really sweet and, like, you know, yeah, cute thing to say. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, oh, yeah. And then she goes, also, I know Pride Parade's like Halloween for you people, <laughs> so where should I get my costume? And I was just like, oh, God. Okay, thank that's God a for, bit. Thank God for that moment. I was like, thank you. I, I laughed so hard. Because I was like, dude, she was so supportive. And then immediately, <laughs> just 180, just... Wait, who said the Halloween thing? Was it the gay? No, the, the gay one didn't say anything. anything. It, it was, was just this... She was treating it like Halloween. Yeah, yeah, no, like, literally, <laughs> literally, it was just a straight girl talking to her friend. You can tell they were friends. And then, like, you know, she said this, and I was like, and it was not a joke. I could t- I could see the sincerity in her face. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. And I walked away. I didn't hear the rest of the conversation, but it was, oh. it was a great moment. It was one of those... Wow. Wow. Moments that just like you know fall on your lap and you're like oh thank you God like you know, I, yeah I love it when that happens. That's why I like not wearing headphones sometimes when I'm walking around just so I can hear people's conversations. You can eavesdrop. Yeah, I, I mean like I don't go out of my way to, but sometimes you will hear something and you're like ooh. Do you ever get nervous when you're on dates that people are eavesdropping on your combo? No, no. If, this, if I was nervous about that, like I wouldn't say half the shit I was saying. Like I I am very open on dates. I will say like whatever. Like I'll talk mm-hmm. about like. They, literally all they have to do is ask me a question and I'm not going to like ever be like oh, I don't want to really talk about that like I, there's always like I remember one time on a first date a girl asked me like how many women have you been with and I that was, was like that was a first date question I was Woo! just like I was like well, first of all that's weird and I would never mm. ask you that but then I like you know I, and I was honest with her I don't know but like you know I was just like okay when you don't know <laughs> no 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 it's Contact. a lot no 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 no, no. <laughs> It's just because I'm bad at math. That's all oh, it is. oh, really? I'm oh, bad okay. at math. That's oh, literally okay. all it is. It's it's definitely like you know it's it's probably more than most people, but like because mm. like, there was a few years there where I went a little crazy. Yeah, I think I think you have a don't you have a bit about that about? <sighs> yeah, I mean yeah. like yeah, I, yeah. Oh fuck, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like fucking at a build a bear or some shit like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean uh, yeah, I I don't know like uh, for uh, from 25 up until I was. 20 late 27 or whatever mm. i was reckless i was mm. way too reckless and uh i'm glad i stopped doing that but like yeah i i was i definitely i i i had fun I guess. that's good though because i don't think i ever have and now at 32 i'm trying to do that <laughs> like I, well i mean you're like in fun. your prime right now I'm at my prime, but like yeah. I'm uh, trying to be slutty at 32 is awkward. No, yeah, you, you can be like selectively slutty. You know Ooh, what I mean? Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be like oh, selectively well, fucking, slutty. Like, go t- first of all, 
Never. Do you go to the dome still? No. Good. God, no. Thank God. I went okay. there at a bachelorette party a couple years ago, and that was the yeah. last time I was there. I had a nightmare the other night. About, oh no! Yeah, literally a nightmare where me and my friends were there, like as we are now. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, "What the fuck am I doing?" I was. I had like a panic attack in the dream where I was like, "Why am I here still?" Like, cause and then I started thinking, like, I know a lot of people I know are married and have kids, and I'm at the fucking dome with like 19 yeah. year olds. Like, what am I doing? I remember I woke up and. I was like, thank God. Like, I, I can't yeah. never again. It's never do that again. It yeah. is, and I will say, I had fun when I was younger. Yeah. But, like, as a 29-year-old, I'm not going to fucking do that. Yeah. Yeah. Selectively slutty. Yeah. I really, 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 really like that. You got to pick them moments, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's... Uh, like, I'm just kind of like, like... Like, we've talked about being busy. Yep. I don't know if a relationship is the best thing for me currently because I'm in transit. I also don't know career-wise what's happening. Right. So it's just a little bit tricky right now. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'll just date around. See what happens. Yeah. And sometimes, like, you know, uh, like uh, people say this all the time, and I I think there's something to it where they're like, uh, you know, you'll meet somebody and you won't even be expecting shit. Yeah. And it'll be something where you're like, look, I I know I'm like going through a weird part of my life, but I kind of... I kind of want to see where this goes. I want to keep seeing this person. Yeah. And I find that's usually the case with people I meet off of dating apps. If I yeah. meet somebody off of a dating app, it's like, oh, okay, like the connection or whatever is so much stronger. Where I'm like, oh, this because it feels less forced. Yeah, and you met in a real moment. You met like in person, yeah. and it was like, oh fuck, like you know, got the number the old fashioned way. That's why I always fall for friends. Like that's yeah. exactly why I always I will always usually end up liking friends. Mm-hmm. And why it never goes well. Um, <laughs> never goes well. Oh, it's dude. yet to go well. Yeah, uh, it's a tricky territory. But I that I also feel like it's also would also be the best case scenario because there's foundations of trust there, and yep. you know the person. Like you said, you get you get to know them at an organic level. Yes, and and then it's like, and then you can just do the fun shit, which is. Yeah fuck and like (laughs) you can go on you can still go on dates as friends that would be interesting yeah because then there would be some people that you might not know one-on-one so much you might know them more in group situations and then you'd have like one-on-one experiences i guess so i guess so. i see what you mean there i don't know like i i I don't know i i don't it's so tricky my mind just fucking blanked completely. I was like, I don't know. And literally, like, there's... And literally, you don't know. Yeah, about that. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, but, it, yeah, yeah, we're two people who are very single. Yeah, I'm single, but, like, <laughs> let, let me let me, let me, me be very clear. I could easily not be single. Right. <laughs> no, no, and, and I... <laughs> Can't relate, but yeah, okay. No, like, there's, um... You seen someone? Seen a couple people? No, 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 no. I'm not. But like, uh, there's people who try to set me up with people. Oh, that's nice, though. Yeah, yeah like uh, I have a couple of friends who've tried to set me up with like, uh, you know, a um, couple of their friends or something like that. And I tell them, I'm like, just so you know, like, I'm not looking for anything. Like, you know, but I, most people who end up in relationships weren't looking true, for True, true. That's true. And they say that, too. But I tell them, like, I just want if I go out with your friend, just let them know this guy is like not like he may don't get your hopes up. That's what I say. And uh, and I'll go out with... Here's the thing. I'll go out with them and it'll still like be a nice time. But like my mind is weird. Like I'm very... Uh, I. It's not that uh, they're bad or like yeah. you know, they're great people. Like really, most of the time... It's very rare I've gone out with a bad person. Somebody who I yeah. didn't like. I can think same. of one instance where I was like, I don't like this person yeah, at all. Yeah, same, yeah. But like most of the time they're great. It's just... It's all me. Like I Honestly, you know how I would attack a guy like you? <clears throat> that sounded weird. 
How would you attack a guy like me as I make eye contact with a camera? I'm so uncomfortable right now. No, no, guy. But if I was a chick in this situation with a friend being like, oh, there's this dude and you, you should meet him, but like just heads up, he's not looking for a relation. I wouldn't approach it in a dating way. Right. How so? I would approach it in a let's hang out and flirt. Yep. And I would, well, this is just me, I guess, seven years of casual sex. I would approach it as a casual sex thing. Right. And because, because, and, and, well, no, go ahead. Finish your thought. Well, because if, if, if I went on a date, even though it's just a date, um, say it gets to two dates, say it gets to three, four, eventually, if it's a date, there's an expectation of, mm-hmm. is this going somewhere right is this going to exclusivity yeah is this going to being going steady <laughs> or whatever it is so like in a situation like that where someone warns me like this person's not looking for anything yep. i would probably not even go on a date yeah. with them but it's, that's just me maybe well, i don't and that's, know that's 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 a normal thought here's the thing too like you know i tell people i'm not looking for anything and then like they'll like back it up with like no no, no she's just looking for like you know hookup or whatever and i'm like and then i'm still like just i don't have the drive yeah like i used to or whatever yeah. like you know so that's not a a good selling point with me like i, I don't know like i'm i i definitely and here's the thing i definitely want to get married and have kids one day like i have a, a yeah. my brother is married happily married and i have a beautiful baby niece. she's so cute oh, chris they, oh my gosh i i such a cutie i look i can be a a a, a real pig i can be like you know like on stage like you know some people might not like me what but when it comes to my niece i am a total sucker i'm on sap i love her to death they surprised us too we didn't know they were coming and like i walked in after third like i did a set at high life and i was pissed off like as like it didn't end it started well and then it didn't like i fucked up the end or whatever and then i came home and uh, I was pissed off. I was just like, oh, whatever, like you know. And then, like you know, my brother and his wife just kind of surprised me, and, like out of nowhere. And I was like, what the fuck? And does that mean she's here? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, they're like she's asleep. Though. I was like, I don't care. I want to go see her. And I Aww, went and I saw her. That's so sweet. Yeah. No, I she- wish I had a niece. My my sisters don't have any kids. They don't. How no. old are they? Um. So I'm 32, and they are like 38 and 41. Oh wow. Yeah, Are they married? There. Um one is, the forty one year old is. Um, and I don't think that they're ever gonna do that because they are travelers. Like they just wanna travel the world. Yeah. And I work. get that. I get so. that. There's a lot of people who don't want to have kids and I and I get it to a certain extent. But yeah. uh, I don't know. <laughs> I have this weird theory. Oh, what is it? Well, I mean like I remember I went out with like and she's still one of my friends. This was one of those ones that I went out with and we would hook up stayed friends basically what i was was i I was grail situation staying friends after i was kind of like a like a i don't want to say a place i was kind of like a person she would see before while she was looking for like a real relationship or whatever you were the 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 friend consistent yeah person yeah you were her go-to yeah 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 Yeah. and uh anyways like i remember we went out and she's like i don't even want to have kids or whatever and and she's a very opinionated person and she was talking about like you know how the left she's very far left and she's like very progressive and all that stuff and i was just like and then i thought about i was just like there is a huge movement on the progressive side of the left where people don't want to have kids like and i was just like if you are one of those people you have no right to complain about anything going on but the left and right because you're not helping in any way. My whole theory is that you need to start having kids because 
in the long run, the people on the right will win because they're going to keep fucking like rabbits and they're going to keep <laughs> having kids. Yes, and, and raising when, those kids. And when we finally get to that point where like you got people on the left and people on the right like getting into a fucking war, they're going to have numbers and you're going to have nothing because you're like, oh, I got my fucking tubes tied. It's like, yeah, well, now you deserve to die. Like you know, I would never go that extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm. By the way, I'm not saying like I'm just saying like you know. Yeah, no, if you get your tubes tied, you, you you can't have an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm so like such a maybe person. Yep. Just because, well, I mean, with women, it's like, well, there's the want, and then there's the can I. For what? You know, like for kids. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, because you just you just never know. Yeah, that's true. You, like, growing up assuming, and I think with it's a thing with everybody. It's like, yeah, I want to have kids someday, and you never think maybe I can't have kids someday. It's true. Have you ever done that where you check to see like if your 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 shit's okay? I will be checking very soon because yeah. I haven't had a period in four months, so it's a little concerning. What? Yeah. <laughs> Just stop getting periods all of a sudden. So uh, I'm checking to see if there's <laughs> any <laughs> eggs in the incubator. <laughs> Have you Googled to see like what this could possibly be? Well, I went on antibiotics for a month and I think it, it fucked it up. Um, but I didn't think it would fuck it up that long. I'm on the pill too. So before does that, that... Does that affect... Uh, like, I, like this is stuff well, I should have learned in the PDR. The antibiotics but... would make the pill less effective, <clears throat> but I didn't think that that would stop the period right. at all okay. um which is kind of what happened i've been getting like period symptoms but no period that's so strange. like cramps like really bad cramps but like no period dude yeah go get that and you've waited four months to before like you know i actually don't have a family doctor and i just got one. Oh, hey there you go so yeah. i had to wait for her to be available so it's been, okay it, it, they called me and they're like the next appointment is in a month and is i was that- like i'll take it that's so fucked up like was that not the, not something you could have gone to a walk-in clinic for I chose not to just cause walk-ins I find they're awful with stuff like this like it's just not I'd rather go to a walk-in like to just get a prescription renewal or like give me meds for yeah. my bronchitis that I have if it's something that you know yeah. like okay I know what this is I just need a prescription yeah. yeah this like this is a long backstory of like issues <clears throat> with my cervix yeah. and surgeries and all this like like I would have to sit down for a half an hour with them and I don't want to do that at a walk-in when it's full of sick babies yeah. waiting so like I, I would rather mm-hmm. talk about it with her like where she's now my family doctor hopefully mm-hmm. I like her uh, cause she's gonna be fucking scraping that cervix every six months wow so <laughs> <laughs> gonna get pad tests every six months now scraping that <laughs> cervix dude like fucking shakespeare couldn't have said it better himself it's such a shitty word to say scrape uh, i scraping. Hate, yeah. hate that word yo let me scrape that puss with my <laughs> dick yo fuck yeah <laughs> oh it's so gross yes it is why would you i, I know, know i'm sorry no nah, i don't apologize i didn't i, 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 didn't, I listen we're an hour and 19 in hey. this is my first time making you uncomfortable robbie vino was uncomfortable the I whole saw, time i saw i saw the clip <laughs> about the whole thing it's funny that you made robbie uncomfortable of all people robbie <laughs> is so interesting to me because i because i definitely dove deeper with him than i thought and also i yeah. view robbie as the type of guy and Robbie, I hope you hear this and take this as a compliment. I view him as the type of guy that totally would like pick on me and reject me in high school, <laughs> like that archetype. Because there was a moment actually at the ladies' night at Oasis when I was walking in and I it was Robbie and Ryan Freed came in and I just kind of like swooped in. I was like, "Hey, boys!" And then like, and then Robbie's like, "Oh, hey!" Like put his arm around me and he's like, "You want to get a table?" I was like, "Yeah." And then uh, and then I I kind of acted overexcited and he's like. 
just be cool about it, okay? And I was like, <laughs> you are so that guy in high school. You are so that guy. <laughs> I, you know what? And he probably was. He, he's definitely a ball breaker. But like, he probably like when I tease somebody or do some shit like that, it's usually out of a place of love where I'm love. like, ah, oh, this is my friend. I'm gonna do like if I if I come up to you and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And you tell me, good. How are you? And I'm like, good. And that's it. Like yeah. that means I don't like you. Yeah. But, like yeah. if I come up, if you come up to me and I'm just like, keep your fucking voice down or something. Like if I like, if I, I love s- that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, actually, that means that you're an actual friend. And you know? that's how it is with most comics. I yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. So well, it makes fun just, of me. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. Like I think I think most of us do that. Um, but like I do it with my friends. They do it with me. Like if somebody does that, it's. T- I remember um, there was like a, a friend or a person uh, at uh, she uh, she works a good robot. And, uh, you know, she's friends with me and uh, my my roommate at the time, my buddy Mark, who I was telling you about. And, uh, like, I would, like, I tease her constantly. Mm. And then I remember she was wondering, like, I forget who she asked or whatever, but she was just like, does Chris actually not like me or something like that? Like, as a friend or whatever. And then, like, I think Mark had to explain to her, it's like, no, if Chris is teasing you, that means, like, he's actually, like, yeah. he considers you a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. a thing. That's an actual thing. I love thing. that. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. And I think a lot of you guys think you're assholes when you're really sweethearts. Yeah. I'm going to say it right now. It's so much easier just to think that you're an <laughs> asshole. It, it, there's nothing worse than a guy who thinks he's a sweetheart. There's nothing worse than somebody who thinks like, oh, "I'm such a good person." Like, I, I don't know oh, why. Nice I, I don't know why I did that voice all of a sudden. I'm such a good person. The nice guy archetype. Oh, fuck that. You I, need to fuck me because I'm nice. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> let me tell you. Okay, I brought up Good Robot. Yes. There are people at Good Robot. And I'm not talking about the people who work there. I'm talking about some of the clientele who are uh, quote like very. I brought up far left people, and I'm. Like, I'm not far right, I'm not far left, I'm not even center, I just don't give a shit about anybody. But, like, you know, people like Good Robot, <laughs> like but people like Good Robot, there's some guys there who are, like, bleeding heart male feminists, yes. if that makes any sense. But I'm watching them, like, sometimes uh-huh. I'll watch them, and I am I know these people, like, they're, like, saying these things to these women, they're like, oh, yeah, totally, like, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, you're fucking, you're, you're putting on that nice guy image, you're such, I know you, I've heard some of the shit you've said about women, like, you're just working game. And they don't see it like that whole shit. Like half the time, if you meet anybody who identifies as a male feminist, feminist. they are definitely trying to fuck. They are definitely go the trying other to fuck. way unless you do just want to fuck. Well, don't no, don't even go the other way. Just like just be like, no, I support you guys and all that stuff. And like, oh yeah, I'm a yeah. Fan. If you they ask you, like, it's somebody who goes out of his way to preach. Ugh. Like you know, far left type of shit. I've seen guys do that, and uh, they're they're trying to get laid. That way, if you. Like that way, when they fuck up, people come on that uh, come down on them hard. Yeah, where they're like, "Well, you were like this, and you were like, you know, support us, and you did this. Like, fuck you." Or yeah, that way, like you know, that's why I like me. That's why I set no <laughs> expectations for anybody. So if I fucked up, which I wouldn't, but like if I fucked up, people would be like, "Well, I mean, like, well, let's face it, Chris didn't set the bar that high." Honestly, the best type of male feminist is the one where their feminist values come out in just little doses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, little things that they say or yeah. do, or just how they treat women. One hundred percent. Like, like, there's so many guys that I do feel like are truly feminists. Or 100%. But they just don't, they do little things that I'm like, yeah, I'm not quite there. I, I think, like, you know, if I look at the definition of feminism, I definitely, like, if I look at the definition itself, I would identify yeah. as one. There's just certain 
feminists, male feminists who I just don't associate with where I I can't like I'm just like you're just too it's kind of like if somebody's liberal and then there's people who are far left who are far to the left it's like there's some people who are liberal some people who are very extreme with their liberalism I can't be on the extreme side I'll be the liberal side yeah so I'm kind of the same way with feminism yeah I I totally fucking agree yeah um you mentioned before that and and I said that you're I do think you're a very confident person Mm -hmm. um but you you've lost weight yes you used to be bigger yep when did the weight loss journey happen that happened so I went to CPA like I said I played football for a few years there uh all-star tier two team or whatever the fuck like I was a I was a middle linebacker and I and I and I was a pretty good middle linebacker and that was back when it was like 200 I want to say 250, maybe 260 or something like that. And I remember uh, once I was done playing football because I went to St. Mary's and I mm-hmm. thought that I would continue playing football. So I went to the training camp, like the the tryouts or whatever. And within a few days, I was just like, I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm yeah. done with this. So I was just like, you know what? I just want to focus on school. So I went to, I stopped doing that. But then I was like, okay, now that I'm done playing football, all this excess weight needs to come off. So I was like, okay. Uh, me and my my dad actually made a pact together. It was uh, I forget what month it was, but it was it may have been New Year's. Actually, yeah, it was New Year's. And by my birthday, February fifteenth, my dad and I said let's both lose weight because he was a little overweight too. And it was like let's I'll get down to two hundred pounds. He'll get down to whatever weight it was for him because he's a little bigger than me. And I was like, okay, cool, we'll do it. And we both did it. And yeah. that, that's not a lot of time. So from uh, yeah. December 31st to yeah. February... Yeah, February 16th, 15th. 15th. So we both did it. And uh, I remember I lost the weight. And I did it just by, you know... I never changed my diet up that much. Honestly, oh, really? All I did was I ate breakfast, lunch, dinner. I ate what I wanted during that time. I just didn't have snacks. I just oh, didn't okay. eat. And a big thing with people who, who have trouble with weight is they eat late at night. I stopped Ugh. eating late at night. That's so that is, my issue. That I is, know it is. That was a huge thing for me. Yeah. And I would work out. Like, I worked out every day, and uh, that definitely helped. But, like, you know, the diet was a huge part of it. Anyways, wow. I lost the weight, and I was still in university at that time, and I remember exams came around, and I was struggling that year. I think it was, like, second year or something like that, and I put all the weight back on. I was, like, Fuck. I would, like, stress eat and all stress that shit. Stress yeah. And then I got up to a point, and I remember I put the weight back on, and I went to sleep one night, and I remember thinking, like, you know, God damn it, I feel like, oh, fuck, let me take off this, like, I, w- I realized I had no sweater on. Like, I felt like I had, like, an extra layer of clothing. Uh. It was just my fat, and I was just like, dude, I gotta do something about this. So then I did what I did before, and I never looked back. I never really? looked back. Lost the weight a lot. So it's consistent exercise and just not overeating. Just not overeating. And I'll overeat sometimes. But like I got down to a point where I was comfortable. And then uh, I just exercised consistently. And I tried to eat well. Uh, but like if people see what I eat, it's not like that strict. It's not that strict. I, right. just, I just don't eat late at night. That's such a key. Not eating late at night helped me out big time to this day. And sometimes I will do it if I, like, you know, if I'm out with friends or something. Yeah, you fall. And that's the thing. We're we're all human. We're going to fucking give in sometimes. The thing is, like, you know, you do it and then I'm just like, okay, well, I'll wake up in the morning because I work out every morning. I was like, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll I'll just work it off. But sometimes I'll take a couple days off and it's like, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually, you raised such a good point um, because I've, I've, I'm trying to shed some pounds and just get in shape too and I for a brief second I'm someone who gets inspired really quick and really intensely and then it just falls off I was very inspired to try keto because so many of my friends have lost so much weight on it and then I just realized I was like thinking about my life and how 
hectic it is and how there's some days where I'm home for maybe a half an hour before I, I'm out doing something. Yeah. Like, so meal prepping, cooking, all this mm-hmm. is very tough. Um, but it's about implementing smaller changes into your lifestyle yep. that will be more consistent over time yep. as opposed to this extreme thing that you do for a short amount of time that might shed the mm-hmm. weight quick. Yep. But like, like you said, you fall off the, you know, you come out of keto because mm-hmm. you're not going to, no one's going to be on keto forever. No, no. That's, crazy it is not eating bread ever again yeah. fuck that have you so. ever considered uh my brother did this because he put on some weight kenny he put on i just said his name yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's fat he's not fat anymore but you were fat at the time um he uh he got up to like 230 or something like that and then he started intermittent fasting i yes yeah. i tend to do mm. that anyways yeah. so long as i don't eat late at night which can be tricky sometimes so do you like do you pick a certain like because he did it from i want to say 10 to because yeah intermittent fasting for people who don't know is like when you you take eight hours out of the day so like so let's say from 10 o'clock to six o'clock at night uh so 10 in the morning six o'clock in the, uh, at night you you have that eight hour period to basically eat whatever you want right and then you cut off at six o'clock and you don't eat again until 10 the next morning so it's eight hours of uh of eating and 16 hours of not eating and most of that 16 hours is you asleep or whatever so it's easy that my brother did it and he lost 40 pounds didn't work out once so my issue with intermittent fasting i'm sorry i know it's hot in here we're gonna wrap her up soon (laughs) we got the lights on us too which doesn't help um my problem with that is is that i am the most hungry yeah in the morning so it would be easy for me to I usually stop eating around eight or nine. Mm-hmm. I try to anyway, sometimes but um, and usually I don't work until eleven or twelve, so yeah. usually that would work out, mm-hmm. but usually when I first wake up, I really need like a breakfast sandwich or something, so I really gotta I gotta learn how to curb that, yeah somehow. Are you allowed to have coffee though because coffee is something that yeah, I need. okay of course. Yeah, you, you know, have like liquid. You, you can basically like intermittent fasting is just uh, the time of days that you eat. Right. So you can pretty much have whatever you want during that time. During those times. Well, 100%. Yeah. Keto is the one where you're thinking like keto is one where it's like you can have as much black coffee as you want, but if you have like with milk or like, you know, cream yeah, or something yeah. like that, you might not mm-hmm. be able to pull it off. Keto I don't, seems intense. Yeah, I don't do keto, but like, you know, I, I'll try intermittent fasting every now and again. Right now I'm not doing any kind of real dietary thing, like I just I just work out and do you go to the gym? No, I, I I run. Like, I'll get up every morning. I'll run for about 10K. And then I will come home. And then I will do push-ups, sit-ups. And then pretty much anything that I can do in a prison cell. That's the way I put it. It's oh, like, you know, that's, that's cool, yeah, though. dips or something like that. And that's all. That's really all I need. At home working out. Honestly, you don't. Gym's great and all that stuff because they have so much equipment. But if you kind of know, like, the movements and stuff like that, you can get a great workout in just... Yeah, you know, you're totally right. At your place. I, I sound like I'm a fucking no, nutritionist. Lo- I'm, I'm just an open though. mic hack. No, no. I think that that's, that's more realistic. Yeah. And it's <clears> it's cheaper. It saves you the money. My thing is just motivation to do it. Like, yeah. I'm less motivated to do it if it's on home. It's if tough. I'm paying for, like, a class or something. Like, my thing is, is that I would like to find a personal trainer. Because I, and I know that they're pricey, but yeah. I would love to pay for that like service just to have the one-on-one experience with somebody who can just kick my fucking ass. Yeah. Cause gyms yeah. like I, I can go on the treadmill, I can run outside and you know, it's all fine. But like, I want, like, I don't know anything about weights. Yeah. I don't know anything about like workouts you can do to tone. 
So I need to learn that from somebody. Yeah, and I will say, like, you know, when I started losing weight, my dad, no, he still lifts weights. He knows how to lift weight and lift weights. He knew good cardio programs. So he was kind of my trainer. He oh, taught that's me good. it. So he taught me everything I knew, and then now I don't need anybody, so I know the stuff he taught me. So, like, that's how I kind of keep in shape. So I get, yeah, I totally get, like, needing a personal trainer, but... You can also do it on YouTube and stuff like that. There's people that's on YouTube. true. But sometimes you need people to hold you accountable. And that's just it. Yeah. And that's kind of what I think I need because I know myself so well in that I will slack. Yeah. I know I will slack. It's easy. It's so easy to slack. But when you're done, when you fucking get like a workout done, you yeah. feel so good. It's true. Mentally, mentally more than anything. Like I, like I feel my mind is clear like you know i work out every day before work and i go into work and i can write better stories and report better as a result and then just stand up like that night and i'll feel better energy because i think some people get feel really good when they're eating really well i can eat all the salads in the world i will still feel hungry i will still feel unsatisfied but if i go for a run like you know a 20 minute run yeah it it really gets those endorphins up. And 100%. oh my god, I'll just fall right asleep at night. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, sleep yeah. like a fucking dream. Yeah. Oh dude, it's it's it doesn't do you like it doesn't do you any harm by getting a little exercise in. It just it, to me it's just I sound like a, such a fucking douchebag. We should, it just feels we should edit this whole thing out and put <laughs> it on YouTube as Chris Hollef's TED Talk. Listen here, like, you, know, <laughs> you motherfuckers get out of the be- get out of bed every day. Wanna get after I don't fucking know. <laughs> I funny sometimes to record here uh like kind of parody ted talks for <laughs> like have them prepare some like oh, funny dude. ted talky jokes and then record it and put it on youtube oh yeah yeah or and not even <laughs> jokes just everybody get up there and have a serious ted talk yeah. <laughs> the idea of like each of us getting up there with like a topic and trying to like not even be funny just like right all kidding aside guys somalia let's talk about that a little bit <laughs> no i mean let's talk about hpv let's talk about hp <laughs> that would be mine oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, a friend of mine I know caught that recently. Everyone has it though. You probably haven't. You no, don't I don't. I don't. I don't have HPV. But even if you did, it wouldn't matter. It does. Uh, there's, there's no implications for do that. Do not have HPV. Oh, do you know for sure? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I get tested pretty often. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I, I guess I kind of do by by default with the pap tests. It's so funny because every time I have a pap test, they've stopped asking because I don't. I think that they know I'm not sexually active, but I'm like, can you just do it just in case? Like, of it's course. good to know. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. You have to like, you got, you got to know, you got to be safe, you know. You got to know. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But I think we might wrap just because it's so fucking warm in here. Yeah. Um, do you have anything coming up, Chris, that you want to talk about or plug? Depending on when this comes out, I got this will come out. Well, next Friday. Next Friday. Okay. Well, then in that case, by then I would have done. I have like six sex. Six sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna be fucking all week, you know. Uh, six sex dates. Things coming up. Yeah. They're scheduled. Yeah. Just fucking. Uh, no. <laughs> I got Snigglies tomorrow night. I got oh, Fickle nice. Frog on Monday. Oasis on Tuesday. Yuck Yucks on Wednesday. High Life on Thursday. And then on Saturday, which actually applies. Anybody listening in Moncton. I will be at Hell's Basement for the seven on I don't know what it's called the seven and seven show. Brian Otter's hosting. It's gonna have a nice. bunch of comedians. Uh, I'll be up there that day. Hell's Basement's the shit. So if you're there, come through. Moncton or New Brunswick in general, listeners, yeah. um, check out Hell's Basement. It's a Holy fucking. Shit. Yeah. I went there one time and I love that place. Damn, such a we good need, room. Like, what are your thoughts on just quickly before we close? Yeah, like, for sure. like, do you think? Halifax needs another comedy club. Hmm. I don't 
don't know. Because uh, we got yucks. And then they have, I think, do they still have that The Last Laugh Comedy Club or whatever? I've heard of it. Like, I don't really know much about this place. I literally don't it? know any. It's, uh, I think it's in the Atlantica Hotel. I honestly oh, don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's still a thing, but uh, I don't know. Um, I think it's tough, too, because uh, sometimes the mics can be a little scarce. You know, sometimes yeah. it, like when you go to an open mic, when you go to like Gus's or anything like that, it's it's sometimes uh, most of the people are there for tacos or whatever. So like yeah. for people like Halifax is not it's not a very big market, if that I makes know. any sense. I would love another it's, comedy club. I think any of us would because it'd be fun. But like I think in the meantime, Yuck Yucks would probably have to do him then plus all the mics. But uh, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of there's comedy every day of the week. Yeah. yeah. But if there was a room like Hell's Basement, I'd be like, fucking bring it on because that place is awesome. It looks amazing. Yeah. It's kind of like, who was it? I was talking to maybe Sam Bartle or somebody about it, but it's kind of like the way they set it up is they changed the setup. It's almost set up uh, somebody, Frank Azero, who I actually, he was one of the Boston comics up there. He said it's like, it's similar to like a New York club where like you're, you're in and the audience is kind of like on all sides of you or whatever. And like in front of you, it's just the way, the layout is great. The layout is great. It's a, it's a fucking place. It's a great spot. If you've ever, even when I'm not up there, if anybody like, you know, wants a good night of comedy, Shannon, who owns the place, he's a cool, cool dude. Uh, Hell's Basement, check it out. Check out Hell's Basement? Yeah. On whatever date that is, yeah, I think it's July twentieth. July twentieth, and check out any of the shows in the city. Sniggly Wigglies with Dan Hendrickson and Robbie Vino, Gus's Pub with Andrew Vaughn and well Martin Edwards host, but Andrew Vaughn's there. Uh, fucking Fickle Frog with Chanel Frere, and then Oasis with Matt Ryan and Dave Sears, and then yes. Yuck Yucks with Daniel Allen doing the bookings and all the other comics, and Catherine Robinson hosting Beerleys, and then the High Life Social Club with my lover Rick McGray. <laughs> he hates it when I say that, but go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know you love me. I need to check out High Life, and I gotta check out Fickle soon. Yeah. So there's tons of comedy in this friggin' city, so fucking get out and see the people that are on this podcast. You can see them in real life. That's you right. can go up to them after the show and say, "Sarah sent you." That's right. That's and then that way they won't be too freaked out. Maybe 100%. is it weird when people like come up to you after? Like, do you get that a lot? Like, people coming yeah. up, yeah. But it's not saying weird. like good set. It's like, always like it's it's never like bad or creepy. Like there's no, there's been a couple of times where a person will like will just be standing there. Like yeah. in the comics after a show, and then like people will just linger, yeah, and just stand there and then be like, "Hey, like you know, like I like the thing Aww. you did." I'm like, "That's cool," but like, it's like, like, why are you acting so awkward right now? Cause you can come and talk. To yeah, us right now, you know? yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, don't be shy. If don't you see, be shy. If you, I think comedians need all the compliments that they can get. So, <laughs> yes, <give laughs> so us go up to them after the show and say shower. good show. Shower us. <laughs> I'm just gonna cut off that sentence altogether. I fucked it up. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna try. Fuck that. We're at the end. We're Thank at you the for end. having me. Thank you, fun. Chris, so much. And can people follow you on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Halef, H A L E F, like Friday, all one word. Well, Chris Halef. I have to say like Friday because people think I say Chris Halef. or whatever. Like you know, when I say F, it sounds like S. It's an F. Oh, uh, okay. So, F. Chris Halef. Yeah. On Instagram and then Chris Halef on Twitter, but that's more work related. That's when I tweet about news happening in the city. So yeah. check me out. This check was great. Him out. This was so fun. And check out every other comic in the city. I love all those guys and all the ladies and all that stuff. They're fantastic. We got so. we got a good group here. Yes, we do. 
We, we, we really do. And I think it's going to only get better. So Yeah, for sure. So thanks so much, Chris. This was a lot of fucking fun. It was. Um, and hopefully you'll be back on, because you might recognize Chris from one of the live streams that we did. Yeah. Hopefully you'll a- be back for more of those, because yeah. they're, they're a shit ton of fun. So. Yeah, watch you guys eat m- McDonald's <laughs> while I judge you. <laughs> no more McDonald's mukbangs. I'm done with that. Oh, fuck that. Once no. was enough for me. I'm not doing it again. I get it. For sure. No. <laughs> but thanks so much, buddy. You get Thank to you. end the episode with a bell ring. Thank you very much, everybody.